Hey, Squid Kids, welcome back to Atsune Miku's Crack House. I'm totally, I'm your 23-year-old Squid Kid, Sam Kingma, and join me as my best friend and co-host, Miles J, who's an octopus. I don't remember what they're called. Octoling. Yeah. Yes. Miles, we're recording a late show this week. Late late for us as in re- when we're recording. Show will Yeah, we're recording the day before this is being posted for no special occasion other than karma bit me in the ass. Bad timing. You feeling be- you feeling better by the way? Yeah, Sam, I was making fun of Sam for throwing up last week and then yesterday I was feeling too nauseous to record. So I I slept for 10 hours. I was conscious for maybe 5 hours yesterday. It's God bless you, dude. God fucking bless you. Because even when I'm sick, even when I'm sick, I can't get any fucking sleep. I can't get any fucking sleep. Maybe it's better now. I, I have very limited experience with being, like, really sick, like, in my, like, mid-20s. Uh, I, like, obviously I've not been sick since the start of the pandemic, uh, thankfully. And I can't really remember the last time I was sick before then. Last time, I, like, I remember was, I think it was a junior, senior in high school, or college, was when I really, really got sick. Um, so I don't know how I'd fare now. Hopefully better. Miles, I, 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 we have a question this week that I got from, We have a question. Okay. We have a, we have a question. And by me, we, I mean, my good friend wanted to ask you something in, in, in particular. Okay, and sure. We just had this. It. We just had this fucking direct. By the way, can I just fucking say this direct mid, mid as fuck? Yeah, it was fine. Six like, out of ten. It was yeah. pretty good though. Yeah, I'd give it. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm with you. I'm, I'm. Maybe I'm hovering towards like the five, like right. Okay. Right. Right there, smack middle of the road. But I'm with you. Like, I. I. This is like the first time in a while where, where like the Nintendo haters out there, the ones who are always shitty about the directs. I'm like. I I'm like for once I I I'm kind of with you a little bit. I'm kind of with you a little bit if you're if you were underwhelmed by this. Yeah. By this if you're underwhelmed, that's one thing. If you hate it, I can't understand you. But I'm uh, yeah. underwhelmed is fair. Yeah. If if you were like pretty underwhelmed by this, you're like, damn. Like that's what they got for the first half of 2021 because that's what they that's what they advertised this direct as. This is the first like the the slate for the first you know. You know, one half, like, first half of, of 2021. And then when they end and they show fucking Splatoon 3 and they're like, Splatoon 3 is 2022, I'm like, ooh, ooh, that's rough. That is spicy. That is rough, dude. Spicy. Um, that your stinger for the, your stinger for the direct that is announcing the upcoming titles from, you know, up until about July, which is the farthest we saw stuff got dated out towards, which I figured. And predicted. You're you're ending with a game that's announced for 2022, okay, and probably summer 2022 if we're being honest with ourselves. And then and then you also have uh you had Breath of the Wild where we got a YouTube apology style Dude, video that was incredible. Real tick. Why is a fucking Aonuma in a black room and everyone else is in a white or red room? You know Nintendo's colors, the company colors. Why is he in a black room? Remember, Aonuma wrote Twilight Princess and only Twilight Princess. So I think he's just edgy boy. like that. Yeah, he's, just, <laughs> he's got his 2006 on, bro. He's listening to uh, you know what you know what needed Lincoln to happen in, in you know what needed to happen in Twilight Princess. What you remember how you have the shadow beasts, the messengers that fall from the sky and you kill yeah. them. Yeah. Uh, after Link beats them, he needs to say. Disgusting black creatures. Get, <laughs> Get out, out of my, my sight. sight. 
Yeah, and then and then the with with Midna a... in the background giving a thumbs up. <laughs> By the way, this is an audio program, so you couldn't see me do the Shadow the Hedgehog pose, pose. that he does in that video. Yeah, where he he's holding the Chaos Emerald in one hand. He's doing like a JoJo pose where he has his arms is, kind of it crossed. It is a it is yeah. a JoJo pose. It's a really good pose too. I actually think it's really cool. Yeah, I, I like that shit. That's just badass. But but like. The question comes from frequent listener of the show and a good good buddy of mine, Bryce, who asked, "Will will Splatoon three be it, Chief? Will will this game be it, or will or will you fucking hate it like you hate Splatoon two? Can can you retire the Wii U safe safely in twenty twenty two? Okay, here's the thing. Go off. My issues with Splatoon two were twofold. One was aesthetic, and one was mechanic, which is kind of everything." About Splatoon. So I, I've been playing Splatoon 2 with a friend who likes the game, and I'm like, fine. I will play Splatoon 2 just for you. Fine. So I, I play it, and I see a lot of these weapons. And I think my issue is Splatoon 1 is a 90s-inspired game. So you have a lot of weapons that, other than the Hydra Splatling and maybe the E-Leader, everything in the game feels really nerf-esque, right? It feels like sports equipment. Okay. Okay. You you have a couple of like sort of like more ink based or like more uh like the bucket or the brush. Yeah, technologically based or like function based weapons, like the sloshing machine, like the bucket, like the ink brush. Blasters to some extent look a little like high tech, but like even then most of the weapons look like children's toys. The vast majority of the weapons. I, I think Hydra Splatling is the big exception of, like, I don't believe a kid would have the ability to afford this. The Hydra Splatling being the motor-powered Gatling gun. Okay. But Fair in enough. Splatoon 2, it's just all over the place. The spawn is, like, a some kind of fuel-based, steam-based, high-tech thing, and all the weapons are, like, electrically powered and super powerful and high-end tech. And it just kind of ruins this, like, clean 90s aesthetic of, like, this is a, a sport. This is a video game experience. This, this is like a block party. Children bring their own equipment, whatever they can afford, to the block party. They wear their best For clothes, the their best fashion. Party. Yeah, exactly. It feels like a block party. And that's what that's what Splatfest was. It was a block party. I think the 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 biggest difference with Splatfest too is is that like they wheeled in trucks. They had little trucks and like not too many crazy things. And then like Splatoon 2, it's like a light show and it's it's huge and they have like strobes and everything. It it feels like Splatoon 1 is very DIY. Very, Splatoon yeah. 1 is very grounded. And Splatoon 2 feels like their imagination got too big. And I do think that can be a problem. So in the case of Splatoon 2, it really feels like the eSport got ahead of the block party. And that's kind of my issue with, with the game aesthetically. Uh, I mean, obviously the outfits are still okay. I, I have no problem with the outfits. Uh, it does have that Switch gloss that I really just hate. I think the Switch gloss needs to go away. It's on Mario Odyssey. Dude, I, I, so like, here's the deal. I, if you asked me to explain Switch gloss, I couldn't do it. I know exactly what you're fucking talking about, though. I know exactly what you're talking about. Dude, Pokin DX is another one that has this issue, too. Switch gloss is real. It's, it's a genuine blight 
on our on our art on our art styles. And like Breath of the Wild doesn't have Switch gloss because it was a Wii U game. Is Breath of the Wild two gonna have Switch gloss? We will see. Wait, hold on. Did Hyrule Warriors: Age of Calamity have have gloss? It did not. So we might be fine. Okay. But Switch gloss is a genuine problem I have with with both Mario Odyssey and and Splatoon two. Does Arms have gloss? Arms. Does not have gloss. Okay. Arms is a little overexposed. I think that's... If it does have gloss, that's probably why I can't tell. But it's that, like, plastic wrap look. You know when you go to your grandma's house and grandma has her cat Piddles and Piddles was named that because he pees everywhere? So you go up to her couch and her couch is covered in plastic so that Piddles can't ruin it? Yeah. And you look at the couch and from a distance... The couch looks oddly shiny, and you can't tell that it's covered in plastic until you get up close. That's the Switch Claws. Yeah. It's that reflective, plasticky kind of thing, where everything is just too shiny. I will also call it modern Pixar gloss. Both of these things have this issue. <laughs> but, but hey, anyways, enough gloss, dude. Enough gloss. Back to the goss about mechanically and then mechanically i just think there's a couple of issues with one the gyro is just never going to be as good as the wii u the wii u gyro is 10 times superior and and they worked hard on that and the wii u gyro or the switch gyro uh it only exists in the right joy con and even if you get a pro controller it's laggy so i don't think that splatoon 3 is going to feel as good as splatoon 1 i just don't think it's possible with that in mind another issue is like the way that ink fires ink falls to the ground much faster in Splatoon uh, 2, so you don't have this kind of tactile feel of ink flying through the air. It sort of magnetically falls to the floor as opposed to splatting the ground after it goes in an arc and and spreading in in dot patterns rather than in sort of a progressive line. Uh, The interesting thing about a, a line in Splatoon 1 is that the way I like to describe it is Splatoon 1, if you have six dots that form a line, First, you fire the gun. It goes one, three, five. And then when the ink lands at six, two and four also fill in to create a line. Mm -hmm. So you can't just like quickly fire and get a line. All the ink has to fall first. Whereas it seems like Splatoon 2, it just kind of magnetically falls. So a line appears faster. And that's probably better for mobility and esports. But then the other thing is all of the arenas are huge now. Everything is either bigger or the camera zoomed out. And I'm pretty sure it's bigger. And the reason that that's an issue is that now all of the skirmishes happen in these open air environments. There's less opportunities for proper ambushes. Uh, You can't hide in as creative uh, areas with ink. You can't get into quite as many clever little segments. There's not as many hidden paths to everything. Everything's very open air. And what that ends up meaning is that kills become more important because there's more turf that can just be easily fired at. You don't have to advance. You don't have to come at things from different angles. You can literally just charge forward in a line and start spraying in a radius. Oh, yeah. So turf war I- is really boring to me. Yeah, so, so I mean, I'll, I'll say say this. I, as for, like, whether or not what what is, like, more fun, I, I, I don't know. I like fucking Splatoon 1 and Splatoon 2, like, about the same, which is to say, like, not that much. Because, yeah, you're not enthusiastic about Yeah, I'm not one. enthusiastic. Like, what, what, what really, like, like hurts both Splatoon 1 and Splatoon 2, and they're both fucking bad about this and both have different different areas in which, in which they have shit that, in my opinion, I gotta be real, is, like, completely unacceptable 
to have in a video game. Like, like the be the greatest example being in Splatoon 2, the fucking PvE mode is only accessible at very specific um, hours of the day and very specific days of the week. And if you're not playing during that time, congrats, fucker. You can't play the fucking PvE mode, which is super fun, by the way. Um, and I'd like to play, and I would have liked to play more of it. But it's like, oh, hey, I'm going to play Splatoon now. Oh, fuck, it's closed, I guess. Even though, like, surely, surely they would have had enough players 24-7 to, like, get you in fucking games. Like, I, I just can't fathom that being an, an issue at all. And, like... That stuff to me is fuck, and that stuff is littered all over both Splatoon 1 and Splatoon 2, and, like, that shit really fucking bothers me, because I want my, like, I'll, I, I'm pretty tolerant when it comes to a lot of bullshit in single-player games, but when it comes to a multiplayer experience, I want the least amount of fucking resistance as humanly possible. But I will agree with one point that you made, and it's that Splatoon 2 is way fucking more about getting fucking kills on your the other team than inking the ground inking the ground still determines who fucking wins but whoever inks more ground is is purely through the war of attrition and winning the fucking middle zone and all these fucking maps because when you look at a splatoon 2 map at the end of the game most maps are going to look like fucking this most maps where both players had full teams um because if it's if if it's a four v three, you're done. It's like a waste. It's a waste of everyone's time. No way should play it. Like the map is gonna look fucking forty percent, you know, green, forty percent purple, and then whoever won has the remaining twenty percent in the center. So I am with you that I feel like it's it was way more. It was much easier in Splatoon 1 with the way those maps were designed to ink nooks and crannies that on your opponent's side of the field that they might not notice in the three minute time span. It, it was basically too aggression-based for my taste because I specifically remember one of the selling points of Splatoon 1, besides just, you don't have to kill people to win the game, is that there were usually more examples of builds per every weapon, kind of player roles that you could take on depending on what kind of player you were or what kind of player you wanted to be. And it feels like in the case of Splatoon 2, the most optimal build is whatever lets you get the most kills for your weapon. You you can't be quite as defensive of a player as you used to be. You don't see as many chargers, like, camping and just snapping charger kills. But genuinely, I also can't think of the last time I saw a charger in the wild in Splatoon 2. So so it's just a case of, like, there there's all these, these little things that just kind of create themselves in Splatoon 2 because it is such a, a, a kill-based game. So, I don't know. I, I never really got into it, but I think that this change of aesthetic makes a lot of the craziness of the new weapons a lot more interesting to me. Because, well, we're changing the look. We're in, a, we're in an anarchic wasteland. And my theory is because Chaos won the last Splatfest, the new theme of Splatoon 3 is Chaos. It's, it's, it's a wasteland. It's a rundown city. If Splatoon, if Order yeah, fucking 1, the I think... the Eiffel Tower is flipped over, dude. I think if if Order 1, we might have been playing in, like, a futuristic high-tech city. It's like New York City, but, you know, but the government is, like, super on it or whatever. And you have, like, flying cars or whatever. I don't know what they would have done, but I like this sort of anarchic look to it because it justifies the crazier weapons. And it justifies a new form of Splatoon game. 
like the, this new game of Splatoon is not as based on it being a sport as it is. Like it's not as much of a luxury sport. Like it, it's it's more of a makeshift shoddy kind of sport. Yeah, it, it feels like it's like a game that backyard they backyard football, dude. It's backyard. Yeah, it's wrestling. backyard football. They they. It's not. It's not like Nerf, where like the Nerf gun war is like you make up you you buy a Nerf gun and your Nerf gun is made for you. Like this feels like do it yourself rules almost. And I I just think that there are opportunities to improve on things. Like the one stage that we saw was not so vertical. It was a three layer cake vertical. I mean, it was great and and I liked seeing that. And then the fucking Ink Zuko was back. Like, fuck yeah. So, I don't think Splatoon 3 is going to feel as good as Splatoon 1. It just can't, because the hardware is different. Yeah. That, and that's fair. And that's fair. That's just... It's just never going to happen. Unless they go, hey, we're releasing the Wii U gamepad for Splatoon. Yeah. But that's not going to happen. Or they just put g- better... Gy- and unless they put better fucking gyro in these, too... If, if they release the a new problem. pro controller with a better gyro, I will buy that shit. I will. But it's just, it's not going to feel as good. It's going to be laggier. But if they increase like the movement speed, you know, if they, if they make ink feel a little bit better, get some, use that haptic feedback that literally isn't used in, in Splatoon 2, change the stages you mean up. HD rumble. Yeah. Just change, just, just. If I just, I want, I think they need to make up for the lagginess by making a quicker game. That's, that's my take. Okay. But I don't know if that's going to happen. But either way, I think this change of aesthetic, I'm at least more accepting of. I think it's genuinely interesting that they, that they are making a game like this that gets away from Splatoon 1 because Splatoon 2 felt like a sequel. And I don't say that with a lot of respect or love. It felt like, well, here are things that sequels have, right? Like yeah. we 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 dog on Majora's Mask all the time, but like it, but there is a reason that the Ocarina of Time Majora's Mask War is so hot, and it's because those two games are so different that like whether you like one more than the other isn't just about well which game is of higher quality because spoilers the answer is Ocarina of Time, but it's about your your taste. Your opinions, your aesthetic, what what do you value more? Whereas it's like if if we got Ocarina of Time and then they released Twilight Princess next, it would be like great. Okay, what do you like more, Ocarina of Time or bloated Ocarina of Time or Ocarina of Time with Coke bloat? That to me that's Splatoon one and Splatoon two. Also, bring back text posts. I'm impl- I beg of you, bring back text posts because drawing shit sucks. It's it's a terrible way to communicate. And it makes it makes the fucking lobby just full of artists plugging their Twitter. It sucks. It's fucked up garbage. Bring back text posts. I want people to say mom left me at the Walmart again. Okay? Because that only existed when a 10-year-old had access to a Wii U gamepad and they could type whatever the fuck they wanted. Bring back text posts, okay? Have a have a word filter. Alright, if you type fuck, it's not in there. Because guess what? I could just draw fuck. I can draw the word fuck and it yeah, goes I can just in there. Draw, like, I can why just would you draw text furry posts? porn? I could just draw lollies. It doesn't even matter. Do you remember when the fucking lobby was like owned by furries because they had art skills and oh, they were the yeah. only people capable of communicating? 
Yeah, it was fucking terrible. It was awful, dude. Whenever I saw fucking people like, Splatoon belongs to the fuck furries. It's like, no, Splatoon belongs to people who have the patience to draw. I miss when 10-year-olds could communicate. One time I saw 10-year-olds exchange little love notes to each other. Like, they, they were saying like, hey, you know, this girl's tag I uh, is, you know, like with a heart. It was yeah. cute. It was like, it was wholesome and charming and that happened. Like when Satori Wada passed away, that was one of the most magical nights in any video game ever. Because, because everyone was, was giving their condolences. There was art, there were text posts, and that was all you could do in Splatoon. That was more than you could do in Splatoon too. Miles, Miles, I laugh and I fucking poke fun at you all the time for fucking your opinions on Splatoon 2. But motherfucker, literally all you need to do is turn it back on me and, and bring up Pac-Man Championship Edition 2. And I'm going to be talking just like fucking you. About how all the changes they made were fucking bullshit and completely misunderstood the appeal of the original Pac-Man CE. Not every sequel is better. Not every sequel captures the same appeal. That just happens sometimes. Splatoon 2 aesthetically just doesn't do it for me. The way fucking ink falls doesn't do it for me. These are things that anyone who isn't super sensitive to kinesthetics won't care about. And that's fine. I have no issue with that. But it's a problem for me. And so I, I just want to see... If anything, at least I think Splatoon 3 will be more aesthetically justified in being wild. And you know what I will say? I like this 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 anarchic Fury Road area because guess what? It it builds the world. It's like, okay, Splatoon in Tokyo. Tokyo was fine, probably because Tokyo is an island, right? On, at yeah. sea level. Apparently, fucking Europe got railed by global warming. <laughs> fucking Europe got fucking railed in the global. It got railed in the, so hard the fucking Eiffel Tower is upside down. It's awesome, and and so I like this idea of like we're doing Splatoon in a new land. We're we're getting away from Japan, and this is what the world looks like outside of Japan. And there was already some post-apocalyptic, some more like traditional post-apocalyptic elements as opposed to the Adventure Time post-apocalypse with the Octodomes, all the Octoling cities, and then in Splatoon. Two, the Octoling cities are like clean, purple, bouncy, fucking fun houses. It's like a McDonald's. It's like a McDonald's play place. It sucks. Hey, fuck fucking you. Garbage. Hey, fuck, fuck you, dude. I like getting my socks pissed on in the McDonald's ball pit. Oh, you, 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 you like, you like, you like recreating the baby Ruth scene from Caddyshack, except <laughs> it's a ball pit. <laughs> you find an actual human turd in the ball pit. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. So yeah, if, if you're, to, to sum up Bryce's question, I do think Splatoon 3 will be it. I don't know if it'll be as it as Splatoon 1, but I think I'm prepared for this game to be at least different in a way that I like. Splatoon 2 got me hyped for the idea of it being the same kind of community-driven experience where people are talking on Miiverse and it's this nice, cool 90s game where everyone is a kid again. Splatoon 2, this is going to sound odd, but Splatoon 2 feels so adult to me. It feels so much more adult than Splatoon 1, where you really do get into this mindset of a preteen kid doing extreme radical sports it's like what we were talking about last time we were talking about beat em on and beyblade and bakugan and Yu-Gi-Oh cards like there is a certain mentality that you return to it's like a nerf a nerf war like it, you return to these 
this mentality of being a preteen kid who just loved the fuck out of these games and this community element of I'm trading cards with my friends. I'm playing these rule-based games that my parents bought me. I'm buying beat em on and I'm customizing my beat em on Like, you're at your lunch table. You're, you're throwing down magic cards with your friends. You know, like, there, there's, there's, people are talking in the cafeteria around you. They're throwing magic cards That's down with Splatoon your friends. That's Splatoon 1. Splatoon 1 is the school cafeteria magic game. Splatoon 2 is the is the regional tournament at the fucking Hyatt. It's like it's like that great the fi- the brilliant fighting games community video. Great video. I recently rewatched that by the way. Still an incredible. That, that's video. a great video. Like like I'm just I'm just picturing the the Magic the Gathering tournament where you have the one fat guy with the beard and and his shirt says like why crush pussy when you can crush mana. You know, and then then you have the the girl who's like cosplaying but like barely. She's just wearing like a hat and like has the furry mittens, and then the one black guy at the tournament who's way cooler than the rest of you is gonna get mad and throw his cards everywhere, and people are gonna act like they should be terrified of him because everyone at the Magic the Gathering tournament's a racist. Like, it's it's just like Splatoon 2 feels like that to me. I'm just not here for it. Let's move on. Good stuff. Miles, I did something this week for fucking once for the first time in quite been like what, 16 fucking weeks? On this show, I, I did something. I went outside. I left the fucking state. Oh my I god! I visited Kansas City, Missouri. Yeah! Whoa! It's a city in Missouri. Yeah, dude. It's not even the best Kansas. <laughs> I fucking hate the name, dude. What a terrible name for a fucking city. It's a fine... Yeah, I take it back. It's a fine name for a city. Just not when there's a fucking Kansas state. When there's a fucking state. uh, A U.S. Providence. uh, For those outside of... uh, I live in Europe. Try to gauge what a state is. Um, A parish, if one will. A U.S. (laughs) parish. (laughs) We already have a Kansas. And you can't, you motherfuckers can't have a Kansas City outside of Kansas. Kansas City belongs in Canvas. Call it something else. Call it anything else, dude. Call it Missouri City. Yeah, sure. Call it Missouri City. Everyone would love it, dude. Everyone would love yeah, it. Yeah, it's like, you know what? I, I just, I like the idea of, of, let's take all of these cities, all right? Let's take New York City. Put it in Texas, okay? Yeah, and call it New York, Texas. Fuck yeah, it. call it New York, Texas. There you go. New York City, Texas. Take Illinois and put it in North Dakota. Illinois City, North Illinois Dakota. C- Illinois City, dude. <laughs> oh, God damn it. So, anyways, I went up there to visit a couple of my a couple of my close college friends uh, who live up there. Oh, and we had a great time, and it reminded me what it was like to be back in college uh, and remember how much I can't handle any of my liquor and have a great time and have a great time. But I bring this trip up because we watched a what can only be described as a a classic, a classic 90s film that I hope will be remembered for fucking decades because it's incredible. And that's fucking Beavis and Butthead do America. Have you, have you fucking seen this movie, dude? Now I have not seen almost any Beavis and Butthead. I, I like Beavis and Butthead. I like it's sort of like, I I like it's, it's counterculture kind of attitude that it's just like a show about like 
dumbasses being dumb. I I like that, and and it, and it and it's not trying to make any kind of greater point. It's just sort of goofy. Well, and and I say greater point because I'm I'm thinking of like modern cartoon, Rick and Morty, BoJack Horseman, like the these shows that like are really trying to say something. Like Beavis and Butthead, the statement in Beavis and Butthead is is Beavis and Butthead do yeah, their thing. Be- yeah, Beavis and Butthead do America like like has a meaning but like you're gonna find out about it in a fucking academic paper that's not why you're fucking there and it's it's not trying to get in like it does not give a solitary fuck if you walk away with any message other than damn that was fucking funny dude mike judge man mike judge get fucking right like this film features like some of the greatest fucking setups for like some of the stupidest fucking jokes and it totally works. It totally works. And it's just this, like, slow growth of, like, everything getting more and more and more insane over the course of this fucking super, by the way, really short run. I think it's, like, only 80, 90 minutes long. Really quick fucking runtime, And it's just a great Americana movie. A great, phenomenal, like, Americana movie. When I want to watch a movie about the fucking United States of America, the USA motherfuckers, not the United States, the USA, there's a fucking difference. Miles, you can't explain it, but you know what I'm talking about. I'm so in. I'm so in about like the Beavis and Butthead do America Americana aesthetic. I love it, dude. When they're like, let's hit the, let's hit the Hoover Dam. Let's hit the Grand Canyon. Let's hit the, the fucking uh, deserts in Vegas. That's hit Vegas. That's hit all these fucking places. It's it's awesome. I love road trips. I love the great American road trips, dude. Ro- road trip movies are. I I'm gonna say it. Road trip movies are dead. Road trip movies I, are a dead genre. Can't remember the last one that came out. So. The last one was Vacation, starring Ed Helms, in like 2016. Damn. Yeah. Featuring uh, an elderly Chevy Chase. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. When did Grown Ups come out? Grown Ups no, came out in... T- I'm sorry. Grown Ups is a vacation movie. It is not a road trip movie. <laughs> also, it came out in 2010. So. Oh, damn. It's been a fucking while, huh? Yeah, um. yeah. No, a road trip movie is two people in a car. Two or more. Okay, it's two people, two or more in a car traveling. All right, I'm talking sex drive. I'm talking that Raven Simone road trip movie. Planes, I think it's called Trains Com- and Automobiles. By the way, one of my favorite movies. A great, Love a great that film. film. I fucking yeah. dude, you would be the fucking kind of guy that would like like really, really like Planes, Trains and Automobiles. Great film, by the way. Great film. I'm not throwing shade. That's a awesome that's a great fucking it's, awesome It is film. just a miles pick. It's a miles yeah. pick. Because because it's 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 the road trip movie with a heart. Dude, dude, that ending is like the most Miles J ending to a fucking film. I mean that that's definitely up there, but I, I think of like John Hughes movies, the most Miles J ending to a film is The Breakfast Club. Like obviously, yeah, where they where they they get out of they get out of detention. <laughs> they, yeah, they but it's it's it. all sentimental, and they're saying yeah. goodbyes, like because because symbolically they are going to see each other again but it's back to business as usual yeah they're, like they're not gonna bender and molly friends. ringwald's character are never going to interact again they're never going to have that moment the nerds are going to you know um uh not andrew dice clay oh my god what is his name um and it's uh the, the kid who plays like farmer ted bro in, you're in, on your own dude 
I no, wrong. I know him. I know him. I like this actor. I like Anthony Michael Hall. Anthony okay. Michael Hall. Okay, Anthony Michael Hall is gonna go back to being a nerd, and he's not gonna talk to to Mario Pablo or whatever his, in, name, in his actor's girl. name is. Yeah, he's never gonna talk to the hot girl again. He's never gonna talk to the weird girl. Like it's just it it is a true goodbye, and and it's it's as like dramatic as it wouldn't be in real life. So, cause, cause like, like Molly Ringwald and Bender, like he gives her her earring and like she closes it in his hand for him. And it's just like, that wouldn't fucking happen. They would just be like, that was hot. All right. See ya. And Bender, Bender walks home to his abusive dad and gives a fist pump. It's like, hell yeah. It, like, yeah, it's, it's a fucking great ending. He, and he just, yeah. And it freeze frames on that. That is the most Miles J ending. A, a true Miles J ending is more sentimental than it should be or should be allowed to be. A, a Miles J ending is the ending of the world according to Garp. Um, same with like Goodwill Hunting. Like like excessively sentimental endings are, are Miles Core. Beavis and Butthead do America. Probably does not have Beavis a Miles and Butthead. Beavis, yeah, Beavis and Butthead do America definitely does not have a Miles Core ending. It does not have a sentimental ending. I'm sure. I'm sure Beavis pulls his his shirt over his head and he says, "Look, look he at me. He certainly a, he's, he certainly I'm a, I'm a, does. I'm a Klansman. <laughs> I'm so fucking stupid, dude. So I find Beavis and Butthead fucking hysterical." No, they're funny. I like Beavis and Butthead. It's so fucking funny, dude. Please watch this movie. Great fucking anime. Great fucking <laughs> anime. Please, please watch this fucking film. Uh, uh, Mike Judge is a god. Um, I finished an anime series this week. Did you? I finished fucking Kuroko no Basket. Okay. Knocked out 75 episodes in like three weeks. Three weeks, three and a half weeks. Dude, basketball's fucking cool. My gamer cards get my gamer's cards getting turned in because I think basketball is fucking sick. You know I used to play basketball, right? You did. I mean, I technically yeah. I also used to play basketball in junior high and I in I played on a team when I was eight years old, and I was pretty good. I was pretty good. Were you on a, a travel team, or you were doing like a park district kind of equivalent? Park district team, and okay, we were gotcha. the we were the champions oh, at the end nice. of our league. But the thing is, so I never scored a basket. I By the time that I was able, by the time we got to the end of the game, because my parents signed me up for it. Yeah. It was one of those things, my parents signed me up, Chris, it'll help my self-esteem. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. My parents didn't think it'd be good for my self-esteem. They just thought I needed to fucking lose a few pounds. My parents thought it would be good for my thighs. <laughs> the other kids call me Thunder Thighs at high school. Today I got called thick, but with a K. I got called white fat Albert at church. <laughs> so, so you couldn't make a fucking basket? Uh, I was, I, when I was, when I started, I could not make a basket. I couldn't play anything. And my dad trained me in our basement. All right, I'm talking Rocky Balboa shit. He was making me do shuttle runs, okay? Um, like he was timing me. And the thing about my dad is that my dad belongs in the ring with Bear Hugger, or he did at the time. Uh, my dad, very proud of him, lost like seventy five pounds over the last couple of years. Oh, that's fantastic! He's down to like two, like thirty, and he's still overweight, but mm -hmm. like it's he's much better now. So it's like the gym teacher meme where it's like, 
He looked like Jim Morales from Code Lyoko. God damn it! Was like, God damn yeah, it! That was, was like, the pic- that was the first thing that came to my fucking mind. Yeah, because I know you, Sam. I know you. Yeah, you, you know what I like. You, you know what gets me fucking going. So, oh, you're sexually attracted to Jim Morales? Yeah, Jim, the gym teacher from Code Lyoko. Hell yeah. Yeah, no, he, he's got some good scruff. He's got yeah, he does. He's got scruff. a lot of scruff. Bi- very dad bod energy. So, so my dad was was sitting there, eating, fucking drinking out of his Dunkin' Donuts cup, d- d- drinking a Dunkachino while like yeah. timing me with his little sh- stopwatch. And here I am, like ninety five pounds and like four foot five, doing fucking shuttle runs. And my time was great. I was fucking fast. I ran yeah. the mile in seven and a half minutes in Damn middle school, right. dude. Right. I I was a fucking boxer. I was a martial artist at one point in my life. I was fucking cut. I had abs. I had biceps i had fucking calves that could kill what happened what happened video games you hate to hear it uh what what actually happened was i got really bored of martial arts and then i stopped and the boxing gym i used to go to was super far uh it was like a 45 minute drive so like i didn't want to i didn't want to go it was such a time out of my day such an event yeah, so I didn't want to go. Don't, I, I don't get, blame you. When you have to spend 90 minutes commuting to your fucking gym, uh, that's a, yeah, that's a fucking ask. That's an ask. But if I find another boxing gym, dude, I'm going to get back in shape. Because I'll tell you something. I hate the feeling of being winded, but I love the feeling of being winded at a gym. Yeah, because you're beca- because you're being winded for a fucking reason. You're trying to get fucking winded. You're working out. That's the whole point. So getting winded is expected. When you're at your home and you go up the stairs for the fifth time that day and you're like, that fucking sucks. Because I'm just trying to go about my fucking day and here I am. And here my fucking fat ass going, my fucking stomach fat making all that floppy sounds up the fucking stairs. And I'm like, ah, shit. Uh, let me just say something, Sam. You're one of those bosses who would have a shockwave attack. That's that's all I'll say. <laughs> I, yeah, you know, I got my AOE unlocked, bro. Fucking my AOE. You know what? You're one of those bosses whose weakness would be his Audi belly button. Fuck you. I have a fucking inner, dude. I'll fucking whip out my fucking stomach right now on pod. Let's see it. it, dude. Let's see that fucking stomach. Bro, it's fucking, dude, you can fucking clearly see the fuck's going on. All right, now get in front of the mic and do the truffle shuffle. You can Let's see if we can hear that roll. Let's see if we can hear that roll. Hang on, hang on. I'm gonna I'm gonna get up to the mic and I'm gonna I'm gonna pat my belly because I got a little I got a little baby belly right now. I got I got a little sugar gut. I'm gonna get up here. I'm gonna pat. And I want to see if you can like hear the sound it makes. Ready? All right. All right, all right, hold on. Let me let me get let me hit you. All right, I'll raise you. I'll raise you one one of these. But you have to do a different song. You can't do William Tell over. No, I, I, that's fine. Don't. I, I'm all, way ahead of you, Chief. Okay, good. Fuck my shirt's fucking fine. What <laughs> fucking song is that? Oh, that was Megalovania. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I I didn't recognize. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I was like, fuck. I'm not gonna be able to get the notes right. So if I get the timing right, it should work. Um, yeah. All, all you had to do is. Yeah, and everyone would know. <laughs> yeah. 
We'll see if it comes up on the recording. When you when you edit this fucking show, you'll oh, tell I, I, right, I, I you'll just know checked right the audio. I just checked the audio. It comes through. Oh wait! Oh no! It, it I I I see how my end is fucking come through. Okay, so. good. Yeah, but um, but I got I got a little I got a little sugar gut, and I used to, I used to be fucking jacked. So my dad used to make me do shuttle runs, and I was, I was the best defensive player on our team. I remember as like a little gimmick, we went to a a a, a photography shop, and we all got basketball cards made of us. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was cute. And so like I I we were we were part of the Michigan Clippers. I remember this. <laughs> Or, or the the Novi Clippers because I lived in Novi, Michigan. So okay. we were the Novi Clippers, Damn, and like right. I I think my number was number eight, if I recall. Damn, you fucking you remember a lot about your fucking part district basketball. Did you only play for a couple years? I played for one year. Oh, and well, no wonder. More. No wonder and you I, remember so much. <laughs> and I remember everything. But I specifically remember like I never made a basket, but I was like I I went from being like the most hated fucking kid on the team because I was a pussy and I used to cry, and I still I, I I still am a pussy who cries, but it's just at games now. But I was like a, a crybaby pussy, and and then by the end of it, like I was like the best defensive player we you had. You got the rebounds, and, and, bro. You got the fucking rebounds. Yeah, I got the rebounds, which for the record matters a lot at that skill level, dude. The, everyone was like super everyone was so hyped for me to make a basket and i never did but it was like my little journey and then yeah the thing is we used to do little like free throw practice right and i specifically remember getting tossed the ball sinking it swish and my coach was like you're gonna get a basket this game and this was the last game i did not get a basket but everyone was still fucking proud of me because i improved yeah. and like that was a really wholesome time in my life and then immediately i got bullied so hard in middle school i had to change schools because that shit doesn't matter. It was not actually good for my self-esteem. Damn. <laughs> I'll tell you something. Anything that people say is quote-unquote good for your self-esteem, fucking boxing is good for your self-esteem, all right? Don't... And, and I got inspired to do boxing because I saw the movie The Power of One in which a, a boy got peed the on fucking Pokemon by like 12 movie? people. No, The Power of One was a was a 1993 South African film starring Morgan Freeman about a white boxer who like ends apartheid or like is part of the apartheid shit, but he's a boxer. He's a little white baby. Yeah, and, and he gets uh, fucking I, peed on. In the movie. He got he got peed on. Yeah, he got peed on. And that that sorry, he got peed, peed on. on. Uh. Yeah, and and uh, oh, <laughs> Sam, can you give give us that R. Kelly thing again, please, Sam? R. Kelly's like, give me some of that pee. <laughs> there we go. So yeah, so they they nicknamed him Piss Cup because they peed on him. Uh, and so he learned how to box, and that was his whole arc. And I was like, this looks fucking cool. I want to learn how to box, and so I did, and that really helped my self confidence. It also helped my fucking body. I got jacked. And my boxing coach was, like, the coolest guy ever. Like, part of my boxing lessons was not just, like, going in and getting boxing lessons. He would, like, take me out on the porch. And, he was like, training really, like... you physically, mentally, and spiritually. He did! Like, he would take me out on the porch and he would read, like, books by, like, experts on ADHD. And, and, and be like, this is how I bonded with my son, who had ADHD. Like, it was this whole thing where, like, he, he, like, he basically had autism and no one knew. And so, like... And so he he would take me out on the porch and be like, he would read me these excerpts from books and he'd be like, remember that. Remember, you know, remember what, what you read today. Remember that that your imagination is a wonderful thing. It, it, it doesn't make you weird. It makes you special. And I was like, 
Are you my boxing coach? Like, like they could have made a fucking movie out of my relationship with my boxing coach. His name was yeah. Eric. Eric. Um, he sounds like and a Eric's great whole dude. thing was like, yeah, no, he was a great guy, and he was training his own little autistic son, and his autistic son used to. His autistic son was the first person to let me play a game of Sonic Unleashed, baby. He, he hell, got me hell, into that shit. Hell yeah! This kid sounds great too. If he's introducing people to Sonic Unleashed. It was really funny because I he did a he did a total like cringe ass Miles core childhood thing where like I used to like try to pretend everything was a video game and I kind of got past that in middle school but like I remember he specifically used to like he was talking like he was a fucking punch out boss because he was like if you see me if you see me blink a couple times that means that I'm entering my rage mode oh fuck yeah bro I later realized that that was the gimmick that Mike Tyson had in Mike Tyson's punch out. Dude, boxing isekai. That's dude, a good idea. That sounds fucking rad, dude. I'm 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 literally because so cuz here's the deal. Fucking now that I finished Kuroko, I'm like, "Fuck, bro, give me another sports give me another sports anime, give me another sports manga. I want nothing but sports right now. I want nothing Obviously but everyone but likes Haikyuu. I yeah. think it is. But but here's the deal, Miles. Haikyuu is great, and Haikyuu is what it is, which are which is nice high school boys playing nice high school volleyball. What I liked about fucking uh Kuroko no basket is it's gods among men playing basketball. Uh and they're doing like they're doing insane shit every fucking game. Like, so they all have fucking powers. They all have fucking pa- basketball related abilities. And and my favorite is when they introduced the last generation of miracles, Akashi, who was the captain of their team. His ability is that he has the emperor's eye, and if you look at him, he can just make you fall to the fucking ground. He, That's he, amazing. He can fake you out in the middle of your pivot, which will make you trip and fall on your ass, and he just just fucking walks by everyone. Just as he fuck, as they fall beneath him, and he's like, you cannot stop the Emperor. I'm like, bro, I'm like, bro, we're playing basketball. <laughs> we're playing, we're playing basketball. And you're out here like, bro, the kid, it's like you fucking, it's like rest well, uh, like West, rest, when he beats fucking Chutoku, at, like as the, in the jobbing match to hype us up. And it's like, and he's like, rest well, old Kings. It's like, motherfucker. God damn! That was in like, in like, you know what I fucking love, dude. You know what I love no more in this fucking world, and why I've really gotten into shonen recently because shonen is all about this one thing. Nothing gets my fucking dick more rock solid than when I'm watching an anime or I'm reading a manga, and I go, fuck. How the heck is the gang gonna get out of this one? Oh yeah, that's the best. That feeling when you're so invested and you're like, and I'm watching and they're playing the and they're playing a team with the Generations of Miracle member plus someone on the level of the Generations of Miracles, and it's like, fuck, bro, they can't win. They can't win. How are they gonna do it? That shit is the fucking best, man. You know, you know what you might like, and I don't, I don't know if you're gonna like this necessarily, but I'm gonna recommend it to you because I enjoyed it. Inazuma Eleven. Okay, 
That's a soccer. Inazuma right? Eleven is a soccer anime. Yeah, but it's it's the most it's it's too shonen for my taste. It's a little like it is shonen. Like it's like a bunch of boys are gonna like literally boys. These aren't like these aren't like teens. You know, it's not like Yu Yu Hakusho where that's shonen. Like these are boys. And they're and they're going to 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 play in the soccer leagues. But like the thing is, like soccer is like a fucking government sanctioned thing. Like soccer is fucking funded by the government. Like the the strength of your soccer team proves the strength of your industry. It proves the strength of your institution. There there's a, a global elite guy who's funding the best soccer team in the fucking state dude i and, and he's love using, this shit i love and he's using this shit. I'll, I'll tell you something he's using magic miracle water from the greek gods that gives his soccer players angel wings that's all oh, fuck i dude i'm so in bro i am so in whenever these fucking sports mangas use like for for to spice it up visually because there's only so many shots you can get of a fucking basketball court like I love when it when they're like, bro, it's as if he has the power of a tiger, and like a tiger will just fucking appear, and like all the attacks will be like, like oh, they'll be fighting a tiger, and it's like really they're just doing homework or whatever. Assassins assassination classroom does a lot of this shit where they where they where their finals is in a gladiatorial arena as they knock as they break down defeat test questions. And, like, how that's displayed visually, I think, is fucking awesome and really funny. And really cool, too. Part of Inazuma 11, too, is that, is that uh, the main character, I think, yeah, his name is, like, Endo, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Endo, his, his whole thing is that, like, his grandfather was a legendary soccer player who died, died. using yeah. a magical, using a powerful soccer move that was too strong for him, if I remember correctly. And so his mom is, like cautious bro, about you can't play you, bro you can't play soccer. dude this is the opening to bakuman this is just the opening to bakuman <laughs> he, he he's allowed to play soccer but i think there's like some some kind of like worry that he's gonna be just like it's either his grandpa or his dad okay but the thing is like he finds his like grandpa's mitt and there's like ash burned into the mitt which ends up being his hint on how to unlock the most powerful move so the thing is they all have like their powers and yep. and he he is a he's the goalie and so his power is God Hand. Bro. <laughs> God Hand is a giant hand that catches the ball. Oh, for, dude. Dude, fuck yes, bro. Fuck I, yes. I, and there, there's a, there are, like, twin moves. So at one point, like, like they use, like, a twin soccer ball kick. Like, they leap into the air and they kick the ball at the same time. And it fucking turns on fire. Fucking burns through the net. And so the thing is that he, he is facing, like, this Greek god school. Right? This Greek god school funded by the bad guy. And and so he's like, God hand isn't enough. God hand is not enough to stop their kicks. I need to learn my grandpa's secret technique. Majin the hand! Which means devil hand. Bro. He has to learn Majin the handle. And, and, and of course, because it's a fucking children's show, the secret of Majin the hand is, like, really easy to solve. But, like, it's, it's, but he solves it mid-game. He doesn't solve it before the match. And, and then when he does it, and then I bet when he fucking does it, it's, like, the hypest shit ever. And it's, like, oh, my fucking God, yes. Not only is it hype, you know what they fucking play over that scene? What? 
the fucking theme song! Yeah! Dude, you know fucking shit gets fucking real when the theme kicks in. And like, oh, every time, dude, every time it fucking plays in, in fucking Kirko, it's the hypest fucking shit. You know what's weird? Is that Sonochino Sadame never plays in Phantom Blood. It plays in part two, and it's fucking amazing. Oh, yeah. No, it's it's top five favorite moments for me. Obviously, so much more has happened, but, like, that's that's still one of my favorite moments. Especially when jo Joseph is like, I stacked the whole deck! It's so good. And then his fucking hand flies up and fucking penetrates Cars' fucking throat, sending him into space. How do you defeat the ultimate life form on Earth? You send him to fucking space! I I did too. I knew that they were going to get him because they kept saying the, the strongest life form on Earth. But like, you're still like, how the fuck is Joseph going to get this out of this situation? That is the most... That is the most fucked a character has ever been in this entire franchise. I To this day... No one has ever been more fucked than Joseph versus Cars. You think Diavolo versus Giorno is fucked. It's not, alright? You think that Stono, you think that, that Poochie versus Jolene is fucked. It is, but that's different, alright? Like, jo Joseph is fucked. There is nothing this man can do except bullshit his way through it. And it's the best. Dude, that's why sports movies in America are, like, my favorite thing. Sports- I fucking love sports movies. Did you, I mean, we talked about The Queen's Gambit, and I- I kinda- I kinda shit on The Queen's Gambit last week. I just wanna say, Queen's Gambit is a sports movie. And that's why it's fucked up good. It's just, unfortunately, like, uh, there was a great article by Martin Scorsese recently. Okay. And it's it's not a great article. I, I said great article because I'm used to saying that, but it's just okay. Because the problem is he, he divides his focus in two places. The first is that he divides his focus into talking about Fellini, the director Fellini. He's is he writing about the Queen's Gambit? No, he is writing about Fellini's films. But the thesis, the kernel of the statement, is that Fellini was the definitive director of a period of time in which cinema was art and now cinema is content yeah cinema no, has become content well here's the deal scorsese's fucking right netflix oh, is, is putting out a netflix original movie once a week it's content but but that the other thing too i think the problem is again that that the the fellini retrospective overtakes the point that yeah, he's making that's fair it's it's too much of a fo it's like if i it, it would be like if i made a video about thief right if i yeah. made a video about thief and like the end of immersive sim design or like or like if i made a, if i made a video about the the video was titled you know i'm gonna talk shit it's like the lamb hoot video the peace walker video that he made oh, where boy. it's it's why peace walker is the best metal gear solid game but 30 minutes of the video are spent talking about the vr missions and he yeah. doesn't get to talking about peace walker until the last 10 minutes of the video like, I'm sorry, Lamb. I'm sorry, bud. Video sucks. I'll tell it to your fucking face. I have, I swear. Anyways, like, so it's it's one of these situations where the Fellini content takes over the the observation about 
how cinema has become content. And he said something I really liked, which is 2001 A Space Odyssey, if released today, would now be under a category on Netflix titled Art Films. Yeah. Whereas when you saw 2001 A Space Odyssey in theaters, you were not prepared for 2001 A Space Odyssey. You might have seen the trailer. You were like, oh, I know Kubrick. I really liked Path of Glory. I liked Lolita. You know, he's made some good films. I, you know, I'll, I'll check out this new Kubrick. Oh, my God. And you're taken into this incredible special effects extravaganza and this transcendental film experience. It's three hours long. You couldn't have known it was three hours long. You had no way of knowing it was three hours long unless you read like a newspaper review. You had no idea. You just fucking bought the ticket. You sat down and you were transformed by the film. And now you can't do that anymore because you you, you look at a, a movie that's titled Art Film, right? You watch it. The runtime is spoiled for you in the first fucking five minutes of the movie. Because, or in the, and before you even select the film, you get to know what the description of the movie is. You don't even have to watch the trailer. And I think the worst part about this too is like, I'm thinking of ending things was absolutely fucking wrecked by this. I'm thinking of ending things, watching that by myself with like in my room on like a 12 inch screen i recently watched a film that was fucking incredible and it was a theatrical release and this this is a this is the ultimate miles core film and they made it and it was real it was the color out of space a, an hp lovecraft adaptation by richard stanley starring nicholas cage okay. nicholas cage He's in the film and he acts like a lunatic, but it makes sense because he's going crazy because it's a Lovecraft movie. And there's a black main character because apparently Lovecraft can fucking suck a dick, I guess. <laughs> Lovecraft they, can suck a dick. Love, Lovecraft, uh, yo, like, dude, dude, the fucking virgin Lovecraft country. The Chad Color Out of Space. All right. Color Out of Space is maybe one of the best movies I've seen in a while. Also, that, okay. that, that, that name, as a, like, that title is, like, fucking hysterical. The Color Out of Space. It, it, it is funny, because you hear The Color Out of Space, and you hear it's an H.P. Lovecraft term. Uh-oh! Black people came from the stars to ruin our, to ruin our bloodline. Wait, but didn't that actually happen in Lovecraft Country, or am I just misremembering things? No, you're just misremembering things. I just remember black people were in space, and they had rhombus afro cuts. Yes, the the uh, the most advanced no, life form we have trapezoid. made contact with. What? Well, yeah, they had garnet hair. <laughs> they had garnet hair from Steven yeah. Universe. Uh, they they were the most advanced life forms that we knew of, and they had the ability to become anything they wanted by saying "I am." And it was the worst show I've ever seen. <laughs> but we've talked about that enough on this show. But like, so color out of space was like, it was it was great, and I wanted to see it in theaters. I saw the trailer for it. Before a a screening of Cats 2019 at the Alamo Draft House. <laughs> hey, if it makes you feel any better, at least you were at Alamo Draft House and not like yeah. AMC. <laughs> I well, this was this was a choice we made. We made a conscious choice to see a rowdy screening of Cats, which means that you wouldn't get kicked out of the theater if you yelled at the screen. And one of one of my favorite moments that I've ever I've ever seen is there was. <laughs> There's this, we brought our friend Willa and Willa is lactose intolerant, but she was having some of my, my like cheddar popcorn. I had, I had a, oh no, it was Parmesan popcorn mm. and she ate most of it was the thing we, we yeah. were going to split it, but she ate most of it. Cause I wasn't really a fan of, of the taste of it. Dude, did so, you puke during cats? No, no, it wasn't that bad. So we were watching the movie and there's this really emotional scene of like this, this woman singing like her sad song. And then Willa just goes, 
mid mid song and it was right when she paused and like the 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 music swelled and like it was gonna be like the part where she just did her big song and then she was gonna do the sad reprise like that right yeah Yeah, like you know how these songs go and it was burp and then like (laughs) the entire the entire theater just fucking laughed and then and then afterwards she fucking farted later in the movie during another moment that's awesome it was but it was no one else heard it but me, so I was just laughing to myself, and no one else knew why. Oh hell yeah! But uh, but but the other, I mean, I I, I got a big laugh from the theater because uh, you know, because because I, I I had a I had a good little joke in there, a good little heckle in there. So so we, you know, it was, people people took their shots, and and uh, the problem is like we had like people who were too ironic, and they'd seen the movie too many times, so like they loved the craft of the movie. They love the. <laughs> fucking damn it they loved the film and so like they they were like oh it's my favorite character i'm like shut up dude like just make fun of the movie like the rest of us here's the deal you bought a fucking ticket for the rowdy screening you fucking knew what you were gonna get it yourself into no but they they liked the film the problem is that like they had like too much of an ironic love of the movie so they were acting like they actually liked the movie and they actually liked these characters they gave us party poppers though that you could pop if you saw your favorite cat on screen. And the problem is like they they like everyone had the same cat that they liked. So like I was the only person to pop my party popper when when Rum Tum Tugger showed up. <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, um uh, my my buddy Dan of the Coffee Brush show was the only person to bust his his popper when Bustafer Jones showed up. Bustafer? Bustafer Jones, do you think played by do you James think Corden. Do you think it's Buster Baxter? Is like like first like his full name Bustafer? It could be Bustafer. You're right, Bustafer, dude. Busta Nut Jones. Yeah, hell yeah, bro. Hell fucking yeah, dude. I I I uh I did I did something pretty sinful the other day, which heroin? I haven't done in a long time. Yes, I did heroin. <laughs> <laughs> no, Sam, this is Miku's crack house. I would never do heroin. Crack only, okay. Yes, I did something sinful the other day. All right, which is that, which is that, because I, I, the night before, I was, but the night before I was feeling nauseous. You know, I, I, uh, I, I went five days without fapping. Figured it's time. Yeah, all got right. It, got it out of my system, right? And then immediately the next day, I fapped again. After only like an hour of cool down or whatever, like it, you know, it only been like however much time, right? Yeah, hour? let me tell you, dude. Nothing. Is not not hour? an hour. It like I fell asleep. I woke up, but like so I was. It was only like an hour of my understanding of consciousness since the last time I did it, and I, oh, I felt nauseous. Enough. And I was like, "Shit, I want to go back to sleep." So I did it to fall back asleep because I was restless. And nothing makes you feel worse than coming twice in in a twenty four hour span, dude. Busting a nut. It's twice. never, dude. It's never satisfying the second time around. It it's it's never, never satisfying. Fun. And and you're just laying there. It's late. You're you're just laying there. Your nut didn't feel right. Your fucking nut didn't feel right. Yeah. Like you're the just first like, time fuck. you bust a nut, the first time you bust a nut is Peggle. It's Peggle. Okay. It's Peggle. The bro. second time you bust a nut is beating a boss in Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> but that's that's your rating system, not mine. And all you're thinking is, fuck, I wasted good semen. That's definitely how I felt after finishing the final boss of KH One. Yeah. You said I f- I wasted good semen. I wasted you said good that. semen. Yeah. 
I, I, I covet my semen. That's the name of the episode, by the way. I covet my semen. Uh, but, but, um, it deserves, I covet my, it deserves, it deserves respect. I I covet my semen. I make sure that I, I only fap when I think it's going to be fucking great. When I can be busted for Jones and white sheets. (laughs) That's, that's the only time I do it. And, and so like, like, it's really sacred to me. Like, I know people on, on the, on the, the previous hell, hell servers that I've talked about on, on previous episodes yeah. who are like, yeah, I just fucking fap to the fourth, for the fourth book time today. And I'm just like, you're, you're not functional. You're broken. Bro, bro you're I don't get, broken. I don't get, get these fucking people online who are like, dude, it's like, it's like, yeah, me and my fucking girlfriend are having sex for the fourth time today. I'm like, are you out of your fucking mind? How? That's, that's because they are coomers. They only live to coom. <laughs> They, like, they exist to coom. But one cannot coom 24-7. You, you can, can try. Yeah, I mean, you could try, but, like, how? It's not – it can't be fun. It can't so, be So here's fun. the thing. I, I have I have a rating system for this, okay? And right. it, uh, because we do this all the time. We always rate things on this show. We make tier lists and we yep. rate things. Yep. That's the show. The we should call ourselves the irate gamers. The all <laughs> – Good one. Seven out of ten. Uh, would 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 just tell that joke again? Would would tell that joke in another context? <laughs> but okay, so so a truly good fap. This is like days. This has been days. You 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 haven't felt horny, but now is the time. You're fucking ready to go. Doesn't matter where. Doesn't matter in what or in who or in when. You're you're just. I mean, it does matter in who. Like, don't. Don't fuck like a kid, please, or like a horse. Don't fuck a horse, please. Douglas Spink would not. Oh, he died for a reason. That that is called busting. That's busting. busting. Yeah, yeah. That's that's busting. Okay. And then and then and then I would say that that afterwards, if you you know, it's a, it's like a a good fap. Like it, it's one of those faps where you have to get it out of your system rather than you're being kind of horny, right? Like, yeah. maybe you got an interview tomorrow, and you're worried that, like, the person interviewing you is going to have huge boobs. <laughs> you're worried that you're going to get a boner. So you're like, I got to get rid of this, right? Or, you're, you know, you're in, you're, in, you're in high school, and, like, you're fapping all the time, right? Okay, this is... That's the ease well, well, of... That's the tension easing. Well, uh, that's uh, nutting. No, that's okay. nutting. All right. Okay. No, actually, no, that's jizzing. Because nutting is, is when you fap to something that has you excited. Yeah. It's when you fap to something... That like, like busting is like, turn the lights off, get the candles. Here's the deal. If I go to the bathroom and grab tissues and then fap, I'm busting, bro. I'm fucking yeah. busting. That's busting. If so I'm like, like that's if I'm busting. sitting here and I go down and I crank one out and then I go to the bathroom, that's nothing. No, no nothing is nothing is is you're scrolling you're you're scrolling through Twitter. I'm scrolling through my Instagram. I get mad horny because every single photo makes me horny on Instagram, and I and, and then I gotta go for it. That that's nutty. That's nutty. Jizzing is jizzing is when you do it, uh, just just to get it out of your system, right? Yeah, it's I I, I like to think of it. It's it's a sudden furious spark is what I would describe yeah. that. Yeah, and as. and you know what you know what I I'm gonna make a special exception. Okay, coming is coming. To another person, or or in another person, or because of another person. Also known Coming as is having sex. 
Well, no, but it's you, you could be having a, a blow job, a hand job, having oral, dude, dude, oral yeah. sex ha is sex. Having intercourse. But but coming is is explicitly when you you have someone has made you come. That is coming, right? Yeah. You have not put in the effort yourself. Someone else has made you come. That is coming. Okay. And then cooming is when you come. Is when you ejaculate for the sake of ejaculation. You don't know why you are cooming anymore. Cooming has become routine. Cooming has become its own activity. Cooming is is a, is a way to alleviate boredom. Okay. Yeah. Cooming is why no fap exists. Yeah. I would say like if you have an addiction to porn, you're cooming. You are yeah, probably. You are cooming. cooming. And and I th and I feel like this is important because I have friends who say. That who say I, I you know I, I fucking coomed and I'm like respect yourself respect your nut dude but like but but, but I'll be real though Miles like I've definitely had like a couple of days where I've definitely did a I definitely coomed you know I mean I, I coomed like, yesterday I just I, admitted I coomed whereas like yeah but like it happens it happens we all you just don't want to become a coomer. Because a coomer is someone who does it daily, consistently. But daily, consistently, because there's nothing else to do, or because it's it's like a routine or a habit. Yeah. Like, like, but like, cooming sucks. Like after you coom, you're just like, fuck. That was a waste of good semen. Look at all the I, fuck. I, look at all that. Look at you know. Look at Josh and and Joel and Drake and all these potential sperms <laughs> that just that just here they sit on my fucking goddamn bottom of my shirt. Motherfucker, I thought it was prepared, but I was not. And and now, oh, there goes Laura, there goes Olivia. Goodbye, Sam. Why are you naming a bunch of characters from The Last of Us and Drake and Josh? <laughs> I was just trying to pull from all over. I was just whatever for whatever came to my mind. Whatever came to my yeah, mind. that's fair. Yeah, I you know you know what bugs me, Sam. You know what bugs me. I could think the of many things, but what 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 about this time? You know what bugs me for the sake of this segment of the podcast? The stigma against people who own body pillows. Okay, Sam? Yeah, okay. I I'm I'm with you. I agree. I hate because... to I, I don't want to shut down my conversation, but I fucking agree with you, dude. No, I, I and and here's the thing, you can never shut down a conversation when I want to have it. You try. You have tried. It'll never It just doesn't work. work. It'll never work, dude. I, I tell people, alright, I got two I got two dockies, alright? One I bought as a meme, and it kind of sucks. It's the Miku Daki. It's like yeah. four feet tall. It's like it's not. It's like two feet tall or whatever. It's like oh, that, it's, no, 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 no. Two feet tall? Fuck that shit. Get that shit yeah, out of it's, here. It's it's not a body pillow. It's literally a meme pillow. I bought it at a convention. It was like sixty dollars, and it sucked. And I'm probably gonna have to buy. I'm gonna have to buy another one because I do need a Miku body pillow. Like I like it's for the brand. Okay, it's for yeah. the brand. But then the second body pillow, I made sure to get a nice one. So I bought a Satania body pillow. Yeah. But I bought it from the Doga Kobo merch store. Okay, yeah. So you this bought is... a you bought a bona fide real one for like probably a lot of money, right? Uh it was like forty bucks. Oh, oh wait, that's like way okay. Dude, I'm sorry. I at at some of my conventions that I've been to, people are selling fucking body pillows that I'll be fair, look great and are not safe for work for $500. No, a body pillow should never cost more than like $80, $90 in my okay. opinion. So I got I got this official Doga Kobo one. And let me tell you something, it's really funny cuz like Gap Gabriel on on her body pillow is like super spicy and then the Satania one is like really like clean. 
It's like it's like her with like a stuffed animal. And then on the back, it's her in a swimsuit. And the swimsuit is from the anime. It's not like they drew it up. Whereas, like, Gab, like, her fucking shirt's open. And I'm like, the one who looks like an actual kid gets the sexy one? Okay, sure. Wor- fucking worst girl. You it gave do- fucking worst girl the, the, the spicier docky. Bro, That's it fine. Do be, it, bro, it do be like that sometimes. It do, be, it do be like that. I'm sorry, if you like Gab the most, I think you're a fucking animal. I'm <laughs> like, I, I, I'm not defending. Fuck, I'm not defending. Fuck I'm Gab, just, dude. I'm just fucking saying, man. Yeah, but, but like, that that's the thing. Like, so anyway, so I, I sleep with the pillow, you know? It stays in the bed with me. Sometimes it's not in the bed. Sometimes a man wants the bed to himself, right? Yeah. But, like, like I sleep with the pillow, and whenever I'm in the bed, sometimes I'll sleep naked. I think people know about this about me. But whenever the, the pillow's in the bed, bro, the clothes are staying on. Because I can't be getting, like, whatever, like, bullshit might be left over on my skin, okay? I don't I don't want I want like no I don't want nothing touching this, okay? But like I tell people I, I own the docky and they're like, how oh, is it is it covered in semen? <laughs> is it is it covered in is, did you glaze it? And I'm like, no. Does it stand up right? <laughs> no. Fucking course. And and here's the thing. People people are always like, bro, that's the point of a body pillow. I'm like, no, the point of a body pillow is to hug it and to feel good as you sleep. Because if you hump a pillow, you're gonna get erectile dysfunction. Yeah, it's not gonna work. It's not gonna work out. I, I I can't fucking fathom that working out, bro. I can't. I cannot fathom, dude. Me personally, I cannot fucking fathom achieving cum using my fucking pillow. I can't do it, dude. I cannot fucking fathom this reality. My my dad told me that he did that, and I was like, "That's some fucking seventy shit, dude." That That's is how I know it, dude. Aaron you ever Brown. you ever you ever fucking think about like. Like, when our parents were fucking growing up in, like, the fucking 70s, 80s, they are like, fuck, man. It was fucking hella hard to bust back then. Oh, yeah. You didn't have shit. You didn't have fucking shit. You had to go to a fucking horror movie, like, on VHS and hope Linnea Quigley took her shirt off. Yeah. And then you'd have to fucking pause it, and then you, and then you, all right, you got a still image of some titty hanging out. Like, that, I mean, that'll do it. Yeah, you gotta rewind the fucking tape. Like, and, and, like, once the scene ends, you're like, fuck, I gotta rewind the tape. And the problem is, like, not all of these scenes were created equal. Some of these actresses didn't want to do any, of, uh, like, good shit, right? They would just take their shirt off, and you're like, fuck, alright, that's it. Like, you watch fucking Night of the Living Dead, and, like, N- Linnea Quigley in that movie does a whole, like, new dance. Like, she's doing a fucking new dance. Yeah. Like, and then, and then you watch, I don't know, you watch evil dead i actually i don't think evil evil dead has a rape scene it, it's it's not exactly erotic and she's being raped by a tree so not not quite right That's but you watch fun. yeah you watch some you watch like an evil dead kind of ripoff you watch like some crappy garbage movie blood shack you know <laughs> like you you watch uh you watch like hell hell comes to dog town <laughs> One of the one of those things. There are uh, there are uh, there are uh, furry scene in there where some guy fucks a dog. I don't know. Maybe in in in, I, I'm, in hell comes to dog town or whatever. I'm picturing for hell comes to dog town. It's like a Cujo ripoff, right? I just hell. Okay, if hell's coming to dog town, that means the town is filled with dogs. Yes. So what's the hell? The hell is like. Like a, a pheromone or like some kind of alien signal or like whatever that possesses dogs and makes them angry. Ooh. Makes them rabid and spooky and scary. Yeah. I ha- I have a terrible idea for a porno, okay? For an okay. interspecies porno. All right. Okay. All right. We're at the end of the episode. Sure, hit me. 
Hell comes to Dogtown. But the thing is, it's a it's a pheromone. Hell, hell that makes, comes C-U-M-S comes to Dogtown. Dogtown. It's a pheromone that makes that makes dogs in heat, and so they try to hump women. That's, That's the it. film. That's it. That's I, the I, movie. Me personally, clean clean seventy five minutes out of this. I think we get a clean seventy five minutes out of this. We get we get a clean seventy five minutes. We have three, maybe four, dog on human sex scenes, and then we're out. Yeah. See, we're not we're no Jeff. We're no Jeff. No two and a half hour, four hour epics here. Just a nice clean in and out seventy five minute. Hell comes to Dogtown, uh, feature most motion picture X rated. Yeah. Hell Hell comes to Dogtown featuring Linnea Quigley <laughs> and Quigley. The dog? Yeah, Quigley the dog. Yeah. <laughs> Quigley's like a Pomeranian. That's the funniest part, too. Dude, when, when Quigley has sex with Linnea Quigley, bro. It's pretty bro, funny. Pretty never, never make it through that scene, bro. <laughs> you know what the problem with jobs is? Is that they're too fucking long. I, like, you're right. Bro, I'm with you, bro. But here's the deal. You know what? Here, it's okay. It's hard for me to complain about the length of a job because all you need to do with a long job is just go on Pornhub, scroll through until you find something that looks good, and then just go to that part and then get your name bust. The problem is not the length. The problem is that you can never make it through the whole job. Oh, no, 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 you can't. But what I like to see is I, I consider a good replay value. Uh, oh, I consider, okay, okay. I consider a good replay value because let's just say, because, you know, if Shiori. Suzuka or whatever the fuck her name is, you know, is in a is in a two and a half hour job, and and, and I am only through the first twenty minutes of it because I, you know, I fucking bust at sonic speeds. You know, I, I I you know I I have to come back, but I got new material in the same video. And hey, man, after fucking Pornhub dropped all their amateur content, and I'm left with the verified only, the job shit's gotten rough out here, dude. I've lost a lot of iconic jobs, man. And it really sucks. It's been like the biggest L. It's been like the biggest L of the Pornhub erasing or whatever we want to refer to that like horrible event as. Probably the biggest tragedy of 2020, honestly. Nothing bad happened in 2020 except for the Pornhub uh, erasure yeah, scandal. Yeah, like f fucking fucking tragic, man. Just just a th terrible thing to fucking happen. You know what? You know what I'm going to say? Jobs are the perfect dark of porn. <laughs> What? <laughs> Jobs are the perfect dark of porn. Explain. So I've been playing perfect dark. By the way, you're going to hear something that I don't think you ever expected from me. I actually fucking love first person Dude. shooters now that I have a PC. Oh, fuck yeah, bro. I, by the way, I'm like going to play perfect dark like pretty soon, actually. So like I'm super glad we're talking about this. I I actually can get you my my buddy, actually, that I talked about earlier, got me a link to a, uh, a launcher that can play perfect dark in 60 FPS with mouse look. Oh, fuck. That sounds so nice. Oh yeah, no, I can't imagine playing on a controller because the the control scheme in the original is crackhead. Does this uh does this launcher also work for Goldeneye by chance? It does. Woo! Fuck! Hell yeah! So yeah, I'll I'll get you those. Uh, and and uh, it's good shit. Yeah, Perfect but... Dark like fucking rules, and it's super ahead of its time, just like Jabs. Oh yeah, no, Perfect Dark. I actually 
fucking love the game. I will say, though, it did contribute to my nausea yesterday because it has, like, the it, it has early attempts at, like, dynamic lighting. Yeah. And and when you're... And, and Joanne Dark moves so fucked up fast. So, like, when you're scrolling past all those lights, like, you're just like, ugh, ugh, I'm gonna throw up. So, like... I, I definitely, I, I got up first thing in the morning, started playing it, and I stopped five minutes in because I was like, I'm going to yak, dude. I can't do it. But, like, I've loved the game so far. Some really annoying missions. Uh, Rareware is a shitty company. I don't like them. Like, I, f- I think Banjo-Kazooie is, like, one of their few good games, and I would give Banjo-Kazooie, like, a seven or a six. I, th- I think Donkey Kong Country sucks. Damn. Retro is the real Donkey Kong Country heroes, dude. Retro are the real deal. I mean, I agree, but also, like, I like the country games. I like... The, I think the country games fucking suck. Well, they're, they're not awful. I just... I I don't like how they play. You know me. I'm autistic. Like, you know, I, I don't... I'm not even gonna bother explaining it, Sam. It doesn't fucking matter, dude. It doesn't matter. Uh, obviously, everything Microsoft-wise they made is shit. Fucking grabbed by the ghoulies. <laughs> And then, <laughs> dude, dude, I grab by the ghoulies is one of those names that every time I say it, I fucking laugh. It's, it's, I, I'm like a fifth grader every time the word like the number sixty nine is 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 uttered, and everyone starts fucking snickering. Or, or, or when or, they say nice. No, what gets me is when people say nice without fail. That that's me, but I'm laughing every time someone says grabbed by the ghoulies. It's a great title. It's a sucky game, I'm sure. I'm sure it oh, sucks. Dude, it is it is it has like one of the most hysterically funny control schemes I've ever used. It's I, I can't even say it's like bad. It's just funny. You attack with the right stick. It's like a twin stick shooter. <laughs> but it's a third person game. It's super fucking weird. Viva Pinata people like though. That's yeah, rare, people right? seem to like Viva Pinata, and I guess Cameo is like fine. I think people are like okay with Cameo, but yeah, their masterpiece is grabbed by the ghoulies. Yeah, well but known no, rare class. Their masterpiece is Perfect Dark, and and Perfect Dark is genuinely an excellent game, very ahead of its time. Like you can shoot guns out of enemy hands, you can cripple their limbs so they can't do certain things. Like it's great. I mean, it's 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 an incredibly forward thinking game. And, and it's also got that, like, cool mission extension thing. So this is why jobs are the perfect dark of porn. Okay, get because back to it. Because you're going back to the same video. Yo. But, but this time, exploring different, more content. Different, yeah, different content, dude. You're exploring different content. First time you go through the, the fucking Area 51 level, you just gotta get to the CI contact. Second time you do it, man, you gotta you gotta fucking take down the anti-air radar. You gotta you gotta bug the satellite. You gotta, you know, like you gotta do all this crazy shit. Yeah. Yeah, the first mission in in, in fucking Schoolgirl Gets Crazy or whatever, the 95-minute uh fucking jab, schoolgirl on bus or whatever. It's like, yeah, it's guy one on bus, but but then the second on hard mode on on regular on on secret agent or perfect agent. I don't remember the fucking difficulty. Perf- perfect agent. Perfect agent. On perfect agent, you got to go up against ugly bastard. Where beforehand yeah. it was just someone around the around the, also in their twenties, twenties businessman railing. So so chair. like you you come back you come back on the bus. All right, mission on the five. Battle bus. Yeah, you come back on the battle bus. Yeah, and 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 hey, where are we busting, boys? Uh, the, so like the battle. 
Yeah, you come back on the battle bus. The bus And this time bust. you're like, shit, I gotta do DVDA this mission? Oh, fuck! That sounds tough! Yeah, but... Also, also, Perfect Dark is the job of, of, uh, of video games because there are more and more guys every time you revisit it. <laughs> every level has more, has more guys shooting at you, shooting loads at you. Yeah. <laughs> the funny part, too, is, is it has, like, real people's faces scanned and, like, plastered onto the, the oh, characters. Oh, great aesthetic. Great fucking aesthetic. Yeah. Shout out Max so, Payne so, like, does the same thing. So so it's it's basically just like people from the office who are who are clearly like scanned in on these like models and they actually randomize whose faces appear on which characters but like so some of them are making like silly faces and some of them are just like smiling like it's yeah. school picture day <laughs> and some of them are deadly serious I'm sure yeah and some some of them some of them are making like angry faces like it's like it's great oh, Perfect it's... Dark is 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 a great game to masturbate to you heard it here first. Ladies and gentlemen, that's our show. This has been episode 43 of Hudson Amicus Crack House. Miles, do you have any any last words for the people before we tell them all to head on down to uh, twitter.com slash Crackhouse to follow us there? Yeah, uh, I feel kind of... I, I can't believe we didn't address this. I, I feel fucking burned that A.G. Numa came out to say, we have no Breath of the Wild 2 news. Please forgive us by playing the worst 3D Zelda game. Oh, yeah, real quick. Real fucking quick, let me just say. And by let me just say, I mean, it's probably... I just cost this show another 15 minutes. But, um... Skyward Sword sucks. And you know... The crack You is the crackheads, not you, Miles. You, although you know this too, how much I dislike Majora's Mask. I would play Majora's Mask 10 out of 10 times over fucking Skyward Sword. I think this game is even worse. <laughs> Majora's Mask has at least, you know, it has the story stuff. Like, there's there's good elements to it. I don't want to fucking like kill playing. myself when I play Majora's Mask. That's the key. Yeah, I don't, I, don't like, I don't like playing it. But I don't want to like take the Wiimote. And, I don't want to take the fucking Wiimote nunchuck and fucking strangle myself with it like I do in fucking Skyward Sword. It's just like you're trying to fucking choke yourself. And then it's like, the Wiimote and nunchuck have disconnected. Please recalibrate. Yes! And it's like, God damn it. And it's like, fuck, I gotta stop my suicide attempt to recalibrate the Wiimote. the Wiimote. Please, please lay your shotgun down on a flat surface so we can recalibrate it for when you put it back in your mouth. I just, I... Fuck, dude, fuck Skyward Sword. This game is garbage. This game is trash garbage. And I like it. I don't like it. And, and the funny part is they tried to sell Skyward Sword by being like, you can play it to see where some of the influence of Breath, Breath of the Wild, of the Wild come yeah. from. It's and like, it's yeah, like, no, try, you can play it to see why try. everyone got sick of 3D Zelda. Yeah, please. I, Dude, I, I... They can't fix it. They can't... There's no, there's no fixing this game. It was cool to see it at 60 FPS. Like, that's my cool. ape brain was really happy to see like, 60 FPS cool. anything. And hey, I'm interested to see how it plays with the right stick because, lo and behold, and before anyone you say this is fucking blasphemous, people have emulated Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword for well, you know, nearly ha over, well over half a decade at this point. Using an Xbox One controller, using the the setup they're basically using for this game. What we're saying is that Skyward Sword and Grabbed by the Ghoulies have roughly the same, same combat. <laughs> combat. They have the same yeah. combat, dude. All right, gang, Twitter poll. What's a better game? Grabbed by the Ghoulies? Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword. Answer's fucking obvious. 
please don't let us down. But yeah, so thanks, Aonuma. I hate all the games you made. Bring Koizumi back. I don't I don't hate Aonuma. I just I don't I don't really like any of the ones that he solo directed. Yeah, really. Breath of the Breath of the Wild's good. He didn't direct that one. That was Hidamaro Fujibayashi. Yeah, but he was involved at the game to some capacity. Oh, right? I mean, he was a producer, and I certainly think that that he had a lot of input. Producers have a lot of power. Yeah. But, but like, he wasn't, like, solo director of that one. Yeah, true. I, I think the way that Nintendo... The, the thing that I also heard is that Eiji Aonuma was, was, was more of a producer and that he was a little more hands-off with Breath of the Wild. So apparently he only did, like, semi-regular check-ins on the progress of the game. He kind of left it up to his team, which is why the game got delayed. Because when he checked in on the progress of the game, they were like, hey, how is our game look so far? And he went, yeah, it looks good. And then went back upstairs. And they were like, I, I think that means we did something wrong. Because he didn't respond as strongly as we wanted to to our decisions. So they, they basically retooled the fucking game to get a bigger reaction out of Aonuma. And it worked, because whatever Breath of the Wild was before, it's great now i mean here's I the know. deal if that's the case aonuma's got good fucking taste because we got a great game he's a great fucking producer great fucking producer i hope he continues yeah, well, well he also did age of calamity uh link between worlds like he's a great producer and i mean like he had a hand in majora's mask like you know everyone loves that game had a hand in ocarina the time everyone loves that game like he's a good producer he he just i don't i don't think that he is very good for zelda yeah, although, you know what's funny? You know what's funny, and we're, we're, we're getting off top, but we're not editing the show after all, I guess. But I, I was, uh, during my road trip back, I, I, I was, uh, half, half, my, half my road trip there was uh, spent with uh, one of my good buddies because he lived kind of at a midway point uh, for, between me and myself and KC. And as we're driving, we were talking about the, the, the sort of the difference between, like, game directors and game producers and how... There really is no good data as to, like, what a game producer is actually in charge of because it varies so wildly from developer to developer, right? But it's so funny looking at go, going on Wikipedia and, like, looking at, like, people in the games industry who are really well-respected auteurs and, like, how few games they actually fucking direct. Like, Shigeru Miyamoto is a fucking game producer, like yeah. he directed he's fucking... been more he's been a producer for longer than he's been a director. Yeah, like yeah, and like yeah, he directed a lot of fucking seminal games, but there's a fucking 20 year gap between like fucking Star Fox and some bullshit on the fucking Star Fox 0 and some shit on the 64 where like all he did was just produce uh and was not a director on fucking anything, even Pikmin. Apparently um, he he basically co-directed Super Mario Odyssey. Like he was just the producer, but he he had a lot of power in that. Yeah. Game. And that's the thing, is like even so, producers still have a lot of power. Again, again perfect example, fucking Kojima. Outside of fucking yeah, well, Mel- Zone of the Enders. Yeah, outside of Mel Gear, fucking motherfuckers only directed Police Knots, PT, and Death Stranding. Um And and Snatcher. He only wrote Snatcher, he didn't direct it. Did he? Oh, yeah, you're right. We talked about this. He didn't direct Snatcher. Yeah, which I just think is super fucking interesting. Yet, when you think of Zone of the Enders, what's the first fucking thing you think of? Hideo Kojima. You think of fucking Baktai? What's the first thing that you think of? Fucking Hideo Kojima. Or, or the or the sun. If you think of the sun first, I can't blame you. But I just find that, like, so fascinating. Like, so fascinating. Like, all these, like, gaming auteurs, they're, like, really not directors. They're all producers. Um... Because they have, they can. I, I guess they can just be through that role. They have a lot more 
Oh, I don't know. I think they like producers have a lot of power in the games industry, and I think people you know neglect you know that. who's a director, which is interesting. Tetsuya Nomura. Yeah. That man directs everything. Which, like, hey, respect. Like, get, get you know, W's W's give when W's earned. You know. Yeah. I mean, it's... he's not directed a whole lot of games that I love, but like. He directed 7R, and he directed Kingdom Hearts 1. But yeah, but he also did, like, fucking, like, 3, and, like, 15. And, like, I'm talking, and, like, these games aren't as good, in your opinion. Yeah, I like those games. But, but like, but... the fact that, like... Well, no, the... I don't like 15. I think 15 kind of sucks. I- I'm sorry. L- let me let me get, get, get to, like, the point I'm trying to make. The fact that, like, he's produced, like, f- fucking Jap- J- Square Enix Japan's fucking big heavy hitter output has all been him is, like, really impressive, I think. He directed Advent Children. He directed the film. I had I did not know that. That's that's pretty that's pretty fucking wild. Um yeah, I, the fact I that, like, like I like Nomura as like a director of cinematography. I just think he's a terrible writer. Yeah, I, I have no fucking comments on, on Nomura. I have not played any one of his fucking games enough to uh to to like give a give a good critique of the writing. Even fucking Kingdom Hearts. So I don't know if you saw this. Kingdom Hearts is coming to PC like next month. Yeah. Yeah, um, uh, um, I'm interested in that because because uh, Kingdom Hearts is already being modded on PS4, which means it's very clearly moddable. Yeah, so yeah. I think I think we're gonna see some interesting KH3 mods. Yeah, that'll be cool. I I I might give the games another chance, dude. I th- I think I might give them a, give them, give, give Sam, them don't even bother, chance. dude. Like, just stop. <laughs> I know what you're saying, but just stop. But like. But everyone else likes it. Not want to like no! it too, damn it. You give me shit for doing this with Majora's Mask. I'm going to stop you. Because guess what, Sam? Guess what? I fucking downloaded uh, with Perfect Dark. I was like, I'll just download Majora's Mask. And, and maybe one day I'll play it. And maybe one day things will be different. And the chances of that happening are so low. Sam, I'm going to save you. Because no one can save me. I am beyond saving. I am irredeemable. But I can still stop you. From yourself, Sam. Don't even try. You didn't like Kingdom Hearts the first time. You're not gonna like it the second time. Just stop. You know, it's let's it's, go. It, it's funny. It's funny because today in the car ride over, I was listening to a podcast and they were discussing Kingdom Hearts three very like retrospectively and, uh, about like when it came out and stuff. And I was like, man, man, Kingdom Hearts that sounds pretty cool. I'd like. It's like yeah, maybe maybe I will give that another shot. And then the thoughts flooded back of me rage quitting chain of memory like rechain of memories and i just was like no maybe not maybe not fuck that game chain of memories is so bad guys oh it's so bad that game sucks the the original chain of memories on game boy is fine because it's a game boy game and it's good for game boy and it is what it is yeah it is what it is and then recom is just like the worst thing to ever happen to you it's like, dude, I I don't think I've ever like, I can't remember. Maybe, dude, Mighty Number no. Nine might have been the last time I played a game and I like immediately fucking hated it. Where I was like, after the first session, because like there's shit like Cyberpunk, where after the first four hours I was just like, okay, like d- disappointed, but I didn't I didn't hate it or anything. I just was like, it's whatever. But no, I I walked away from Kingdom Hearts One. I'm like, I never want to play this again. I didn't want to touch this shit. What about Last of Us Part Two? Last of Us Part Two, it I, no, no, I, I I would not say I, I hated Last of Us Part Two immediately. I I hate I hate you Last didn't hate of, it immediately. Okay. I, yeah, because like because here's the deal: like Last of Us Part Two is something where it's like if, if again if we never considered reviewing it for the show, 
I would have, but we, if we didn't decide to review it for the show, but we both decided to play it for some reason, um, I would have gotten to, I think, the beginning of day two and stopped. Um, uh, right after, the, the moment right when uh, Ellie splits from uh, uh, Dina for the first time, after their horse gets blown up. Uh, and that whole scene Great happens scene, in the way. theater and stuff. Yeah, yeah, pr- pretty, pretty rad actually. Um, and, and like that's where I would have stopped just because I wasn't having like that much fun. But it was like okay, it was just like kind of whatever. It was like it was like standard Naughty Dog fare, not non, you know, standard Naughty Dog fare. You know, the, the Joel shit was like kind of whack, but whatever, it's fine. The story still had places oh, it was, to it go. Was whack. Yeah, it, it was uh, it was certainly a Mario Golf uh, Star Rush or whatever the fuck the game's called. What the fuck is the new one called? Um, yeah, I don't know. I, they used all the good names. They used Toadstool Tour. They used World Tour. They're out, dude. They're fucking out. Uh, and anyways, this is fucking stupid. the The point is, the point is, I would have stopped like eight nine hours into the Last of Us campaign. The fact that I saw it through the end and was just completely disappointed by it, like how every part of that third act went and just felt completely un just was a completely unfulfilling narrative for me. I was just like, fuck this. And I got really mad. Like that, that's why like I, I dislike that game is because I just feel like it was a colossal waste of my time to play it. And, and yeah, or, but like mighty number no. nine, like first fucking two stages. I'm like, this game is fucking terrible. Like every single design decision was not fucking considered was not thought out. Clearly this was tested to see if it works not tested to see if it's fun or if it's good or like chain of memories re chain of memories is is just a fucking asset flip nightmare that's it that's our show i'm gonna play daytona later Anime thighs when she opened up so wide, I got a twinkle in my eye. Asian pussy is so tight, I just really want a pipe. Oh my gosh, she got them big ass titties, she's only five. Anime thighs when she opened up so wide, I got a twinkle in my eye. Asian pussy is so tight, I just really want a pipe. Oh my gosh, she got them big ass titties, she's only five. Bitch, I'm about to fuck this cutie, so I whip out my katana And I knock this little bitch out with just one hit like I'm Saitama Why you act like you retarded, like little bitch, I don't want drama I still hit when she says no, don't understand what she don't wanna, a Sword fighting with my penis like I'm in a fucking dojo All these bitches want me like my name was fucking Jojo Asian penis is too tiny like it was a nose show Bitch, don't watch your coochie, watch anime with the bros, though with my motherfucking bitch I might pull up, give those thighs a little motherfucking kiss And man, if you talking shit, tell Ryuk you on a list Yeah, your sister is my groupie, she take this anime Dick. Okay, okay, like little bitch, I don't care if that fat ass is too deep. Score a bounty on that pussy, you can call me Spike Lee. Putting out fire, getting ice, bitch, I'm Todoroki. And if you got some shit to say, then you can say it to me. Anime thighs, when she opened up so wide, I got a twinkle in my eye. 